What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today I sat down and self-reflected a little bit about how and why the All I Need brand came to be. I also engaged with our YouTube live audience, which is always a good time. Some savages in there, so we have fun. A little bit of skate shop talk. Talked about new All I Need mag dropping. Talked about video parts and filming and sponsors and all types of stuff. It was a good episode. Uh, if you find this podcast valuable and you'd like to support the movement, please do so by trying one of our skateboards. Uh, if your local shop carries all I need, uh, definitely try one out there. Support them. That would be epic. But if you don't live near a skate shop, we got you covered at allineedskate.com. All right. Enjoy the show. Now tuning into the All I Need podcast. But uh, I'm just so glad it's skateboarding. It's been the one thing that came to me at the right time. It could have been anything I imagined, but skateboarding was what it was. That's why I love skateboarding to death. That's right when I found skateboarding. Like my friend showed me, and I was like latched onto it because it was the only thing at that time that was really fun and like my skate, and I fell in love with it. You know. Welcome back. Hell yeah. Stoked to be here. It is Wednesday. Give me a second to get this together. Wednesday, May 8th. I'm going to pull up the YouTube, so if anybody's out there on YouTube land and wants to engage, leave a comment, some dialogue. We shall get this going, man. Um, Today's podcast is just a little hangout, man. I was thinking maybe... I could explain how and why I started um, All I Need as a skate brand or as just a brand. Let me see. Rashad Elliott, what's up? Hope I didn't butcher that again. Uh, Tyler Trey on YouTube, what's up, man? Good to have you guys back. Yeah, so I just wanted to kind of start this one off with... I started All I Need back in 2011. I was skating for Zoo York at that time. I was amateur for Zoo York. The team was pretty stacked. It was me, Zara Bassett, Matt Miller, who shreds. If you guys don't know who Matt Miller is, take a second right now to Google Matt Miller, the man with the pop, so much pop, nolly pop, switch pop, regular pop. Dude destroys it, man. Um, yeah, Matt Miller, Lamar Hemmings. You guys remember Lamar Hemmings? Uh, this black kid, just a lot of style. Shredded, man. Who else? We had Donnie Barley. We had a lot of legends on the team at that time. Donnie Barley, KT the God, Kevin Taylor was on the team. Uh, Aaron Susky, Forrest Kirby. That's another guy that was just killing it, man. Uh, we also had Eli Reed on the team at that time. It was such a stacked team. We had RB Malley filming everything. My good homie Seamus Deegan was team manager. Brandon Westgate. We're basically just skating for New York, traveling, touring, stuff like that. It was going well, man. And then um, basically my homie said that I, you know, he was like, I had been with Seamus for, like, a few companies. Like, I started at Fibro in the beginning as Flow, and then we went to Birdhouse together, me, Seamus, Susky, Westgate, and then we ended up at New York, too. And, uh, yeah, he just basically was like, yeah, let's work on getting you aboard, man. And then he was trying to tell me, like, hey, it might happen for Zoo. So I was, like, pushing really hard to try to uh, skate the most I can, get the most coverage. Back then it was all all about magazines and videos, you know. A little different than nowadays because it's all on our phone. But, you know, you had to get in the magazine, go shoot shoot with photographers, make those connections. And, uh, yeah, that was what I was doing. And then it basically was told to me that I wasn't going to have him for Zurich, wasn't going to go pro. Which was like, you know, it sucked. But what are you going to do, you know? Can't fucking, what are you going to do? So then I was like, you know what? 
that sucks. <laughs> and then I just kept filming my state of mind video part. We put that out. And then that's when World Industries came. And they're like, you know what? They reached out to my friend, Seamus, and he he put me in connect with Charlie and RP. And they're like, we want to turn you pro. So it worked out. But while I was doing, while I was riding for Zoo York, I knew like things were kind of rocky with Zoo York. And I knew there's life cycles to brands, you know, like that, you know, especially if they're not skater owned, if they're like a corporate company. And at that time, Zoo York was owned by Iconics. I'm not dissing them. I'm just saying, like, they're owned by people that didn't skate, you know? And Iconics owned, like, Echo and uh, G-Unit, 50 Cent's brand and whatnot. When it was in New York, we used to go into the city and just go to the New York building, which was, like, right in Manhattan, you know? And um, so I started All I Need right when I was riding for New York, and it started as just T-shirts because I was just like, let's start basic with some apparel, you know? Wasn't even thinking skateboards at that time was just thinking clothes man but it started because i was like you know what like i worked so hard and i'm still going and you know it didn't happen turning pro they were like yeah it's probably not going to happen with new york good luck so i was like you know what i'm just going to start the all i need brand right now like i wasn't thinking skateboards but i was thinking you know like you know i can't count on your paycheck if people that don't skate own a skate brand and then times get hard, they're not gonna, they're not always gonna save their skate team. That's usually the first thing they cut, you know? So I was like, all right, well, they can't like take my, my dream, my livelihood, and my passion all at once, you know? So I started all I need, started doing t shirts, was like, no matter what, start a skate team with just the clothes and keep crushing it, you know? But then I just kept filming that video part, and World Industries reached out, wanted to turn me pro, and uh, that was awesome. And I was like, yeah, I'm totally down as long as you don't mind me doing all I need, you know? Like, why wouldn't they, you know? Why would they? They were stoked. Charlie and RP Best, shout out to the G's out there. Um, Yeah, and then I got my pro board for World, which is really awesome. That was, like, one of the biggest moments in my life. Not was, like, it was the big, it was, yeah, it was one of the biggest moments in my life. Because I started skating when I was, like, 12, 13, and, um... It consumed me because my like child, you guys, I've talked to you guys before about this, but like my childhood was like broken and fractured and I needed something to focus on. So I didn't get into fucking say hell. I didn't get drag myself into hell just with my emotions. So I latched on the skateboarding and at that I was like, you know what? I want to skateboard for as long as possible. Like I just want to do it more and more. Can I'm still like that to this point to this day. But like I always just want to be like, how can I keep skating? How can I use my time to do more skateboarding stuff, you know, like consume you? And I just kept going, you know. A couple of my homies are on the road right now. Shout out um, to Ray Tapley out there. Kevin KK just traveled too. He went out to Colorado, I believe. A couple of homies going out to California. And they're like at the right age. Just when I was doing, I was like getting to my 20s just like, all right. You know, I don't know what, what's going to happen, but I got to find opportunities. So I just like hit the road, you know, like travel. We would all get in vans and just go, you know, because it's like, let's fucking live our lives right now. Like we're young. We all want to go skate and do nothing but even camp out and skate and just slum it. Like who cares? <coughs> oh, shit. My dogs are barking in the background. Sorry. So, yeah, man, we just fucking loaded up vans and went and charged it and then that's just like all you want to do is skate you know we did that for years and years and years i did i skated a lot dude because like i was very fortunate that i could make a paycheck skating that i, I was like because i didn't slack off in any sense like i always took skating as like kind of a job if they're gonna pay it's a job if they're gonna pay you you know so like i was always like what's my responsibilities as an amateur or as a pro skater and then the, my homie, RP Best or Charlie, team manager, brand manager, would explain to me, like, hey, just focus on skating. Try to get in every magazine. Try to uh, film video parts and just be where the skating is. If you can compete in a contest, go for it. Or just be a part of it somehow and, like, promote the brand, you know, World Industries. I'm like, hell yeah. That seems like an easy thing to do, you know. And then they just helped me pay my bills and skate and 
focus on that and I try not to get caught up in too much bullshit out there but such is life you know it happens to everyone um but yeah so the whole time I just kept all I need going because I was like you know I want them to win they should want me to win so we just grew all I need started the skate team we had t-shirts started really small worked with small core skate shops that were skater owned skater run that would understand the all I need um mission statement and we just kept going and it was sick man and we're still going you know but just the early days this is like so long ago now that i think about it because it's 2019 so yeah like eight years ago or something 2011 and it's been amazing man we've done uh tons of skate contests we started the new england am contest i don't know if you guys have seen that one on the youtube channel but we did that the last five years i know a lot of you motherfuckers skated in and destroyed it the videos are so heavy man everybody in the new england am edits i'm gonna pull a little bit of that up real quick just because new england am has been like my favorite thing every year it's uh <laughs> it's sick to be a part of and to watch the gnarliness and the dudes that have just been killing it just those dudes that are hungry and like out there and just pushing their skating to what they can do you know we also do a fall brawl i have to let you guys know about that when that comes up i gotta start kind of planning that and brainstorming probably with kk and the team and stuff um what up youtube i see you guys out there hell yeah i just put up a new edit the other day from the omf spring bash if you go there evan mancelillo all i need team rider uh Right there in Wakefield, Rhode Island, threw an awesome jam. All those dudes in Old Mountain Field kill it. Respects to all you guys. You guys are doing it right and having fun. It's really rad. Check that out. It's up on our YouTube channel. It's the last video. But the boys killed the skate park, and this Old Mountain Field skate park is epic as well. What's up, John Esquivel? What's up, Daniel? Horacine? What up? What up? Uh, New England Am. Yeah, if you guys ever want to check out stuff for the New England and we have a website, skatenewengland.com. Check out that website or tell a friend. If you know a friend who might want to go to an epic skateboard competition, it's pretty heavy, man. Skatenewengland.com. You can refer them there, and I'll have footage from last year. It has like a countdown by the day and the second. It's got um the artwork. You get to see the judges, which are myself, Corey Goonan, Mr. Brandon Westgate, and Donnie Barley. And it's got kind of the breakdown and the sponsors as well. Let's see if I can get the videos real quick. But yeah, it's always crazy. It's super fun to do, man. We've done it the last, I want to say, five years. And every year just gets, like, is always rememberable. It's like a different year. Something else happens. We add on more stuff. Like, it's insane. Yeah, All I Need Skates, New England, 2017. It's titled, you know, Ask Skater's Edge. That was 2017. So we started doing events with All I Need with the brand, you know? It's crazy, like, when you're building something <clears throat> and it starts with just T-shirts. It started with just an idea, like, to focus on, my, you know, all I need. Focus on the things I need in my life and try to build off of them, you know, your basic needs. Because I, I was kind of, like, just realized after losing my father and dealing with my mom's drug addiction and just like then getting to travel the world skating and just feeling so lucky man like I literally got to, I literally got to go all around the world and skate for some of the most epic brands you know notable brands and that was such a blessing especially after just like my first half of my life was like really rough so I was just like dude I got to focus on things I need and that's where it came from. I was like skateboarding, family, friends, like a good day. That was all I need. You know what I mean? Like things like that. It was more of a reminder just to remind me to focus on things like that, my basic necessities, you know, and try to appreciate those every day and then build off of it, you know. And that's the motto, really. That's what drives me. I think of all I need and then I just try to focus on it and work towards it and try to build a future for it. It's a challenge every day, you know, to do a little something or tweak a little something or aim at the right thing and know where to put my efforts, you know. 
so I started that. Luckily, I'm a skateboarder, so I was already into like filming and editing because of our skate videos. So that, but that helps as well if you can film and edit and produce shows. And then uh, started with the podcast, which you guys know about. That was just kind of a way to promote all I need and to promote real skateboarders that have really lived it and love it and like, you know, might not get promoted by some big brand or like crazy like they don't they're just like people that work and love skating and like artists there's like so many people in the skateboard community and the podcast i was like so many stories and characters and individuals in skateboarding like people from all different walks of life skateboard you know it's been around for generations now and like most of those people i knew were skateboarders and they're some of the most epic interesting humans ever you know takes a certain type of person to want to skateboard and to stick with it for a long time and like almost like marry it in some sense where you're like can't get away from it even if you tried in the best way <laughs> um yeah where is that going i smoked too much weed and drank a little vodka figured i'd have fun with you guys <laughs> it's like i worked all day skateboarding stuff it was really fun yesterday was like a bunch of skateboarding stuff was running around just been running off of momentum and resting and running running off of momentum and resting and like trying to figure out where to put my energy and when to reserve it, you know. Right now it's kind of like a decompress in the skate warehouse. Uh feels pretty good. I'm stoked to be here though, talking to you guys. It's like a I don't know. It's nice to be able to make this time and this moment happen, you know. Um yeah, so back to all I need skateboarding figuring out how to do more of that with my time. So filming and editing, so the YouTube channel, talking about skateboarding with my friends who skateboard. That was a podcast. And then just figuring out um, apparel and just figuring out screen printing and embroidery, learning about shipping and receiving, um, and everything in between, you know, like got a job in the midst of the recession at a uh, screen print and apparel spot right in Taunton, Mass, and just started working there and learning all about that, and I already had some skills with management and a lot of stuff I learned from working with like Zoo York and World Industries and seeing how they ran a business and a brand and and just paying attention and always like, because when I was a skateboarder, like I had fun, got drunk, partied, but I was always like thinking about the next day you know if we had a demo like I wanted to be able to like show up and skate and like put in effort I was always thinking about the edits really the video parts and like you know like how sick that's going to be to watch it after or to just have that out there you know always working on a project with videos and stuff like that and that carries over with all I need right now like we're working on our third full-length video called good eye which is dropping really soon man so it's May 8th, but it's coming June. First two weeks in June, we're going to have premieres in New Bedford, Mass. at Solstice Skate Shop. We'll have one at Civil Skate Shop in downtown Providence. Narragansett Surf and Skate out in Rhode Island uh, near Wakefield, near OMF Skate Park, and right there. And then we'll do something at The Hive with my man Charlie. And that's New London, Connecticut. So we're going to have four different premieres. It's going to be heavy. Kevin, KK's got a full part. Billy Drown's got an early part. Evan Mancelillo's been slaying it. Goonan's stacking clips. I've got I've got a full part. Sammy's got footage in this thing. Derek Fukuhara's coming through with a full part. Timmy's actually Timmy Knuth, who's pro for all I need, is flying out soon. He's gonna come stay with me right before the deadline. He's coming out in let me see. Damn, it's the eighth, I think, like the fifteenth. So yeah, that's going to be fun. Bring Timmy to some spots and stack clips at the deadline for good eye. Timmy's gnarly, man. I was talking about him in the last few podcasts. We've been talking about Timmy. So one of my favorite humans, Timmy Knuth. For sure, man. Let me go back to YouTube real quick. Um, Noodle Doodle, fair play to you, man. You're an awesome human being. Noodle Doodle, thank you, man. Appreciate that. Um, Tyler Trey. What was your most memorable moment traveling? 
Uh, there's so many, but I'll give you some quick ones. China was insane. I went there twice for like month long trip. That kind of like blew my mind. Like I saw a whole different culture and how people over there did things different or similar, and just how it was like. It felt like I was in another world, basically. But then after a while of staying there for so long, you get acclimated and you just see everyone is like, you know, they make dick jokes too, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> Chinese dick jokes or something, you know. But they have their own versions of the same shit, you know. Like people are the same but different, you know. We can get the same results but with different approaches, you know. Kind of like a skateboard trick, I guess. Like, everyone's got a kick. You, we could all learn a kickflip, but everyone's got their own approach and style to it where it's theirs, you know? But same with, like, other countries. That was rad. The best thing about skateboarding is traveling because it pulls you out of your own surroundings and you got to go experience and see things. And that's really good for you. It's good for your development. It's definitely all I need, you know? Like, I need to travel. Maybe not as much as I all the time, you know? I don't need to travel all the time, but... Dude, when you ever just go on a vacation, you just work super hard. You're grinding away, focused on things, and, like, you just, like, get a chance to, like, all right, I work so hard, and then you go on a vacation. Like, I went to Puerto Rico one time with my homie Conrad. It was a surfing trip, and I didn't even skate, but that one was, like, sick because I just tagged along with a bunch of surfers and watched them shred, and I was just so tired. I just slept on the beaches and laid in the salt water. That was sick. Um, to go back to China though, skate spots were unbelievable. This was over a decade ago, so I'm sure it's changed now, but skate spots were, it was like a skate park in the streets. There's marble everywhere and cool architecture and it's all smooth and just, it was epic, dude, especially in the cities like Hong Kong and stuff. Crazy, man. And we went over to like Shenzhen and mainland China. Did that twice. I went, and then we went to Australia with Zork. That was fucking amazing. That heavy Zork team, and we did tons of demos and filmed for our uh, for the State of Mind video, Zork State of Mind video. That was insane, man. Yeah, super super crazy, man. Uh, traveling, traveling. I want to talk more about traveling stories. I just remember being in Europe, like, underage drinking because, you know, drinking age is different and people more relaxed. Went to Spain, Portugal with Bert House. That was insane. Ate some amazing food. Got lost. Crazy security guard situations. I think in Lyon, dude, we had a bunch of people run up on us too because uh, they kicked us out. Our homies from Cliche brought us to a skate spot. I'm not sure if it was Lyon, but brought us to a skate spot. And the hotel people got pissed, or like the people that lived there, it wasn't a hotel, it was just people that lived there, they got pissed and came down and called their homies and like two vans rolled up on us and like got out swinging at us and throwing bottles and shit, that was intense. And we're in a whole other country, you know, like, young kid. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun, man, it's unbelievable. Traveling's the best thing. Alright, let me see. Um, Sam DeLore. Was it hard not to move to California? I feel like it's so hard to get going here on the East as a pro. I lived there for five years, now Mass, and couldn't imagine being a pro from Mass. All right, Sam, that's that's a solid question. I actually moved to Cali for two years. So I'm originally from Massachusetts, and I grew up skating here. And then when I got a chance to go ride for Birdhouse, I moved out West for two years. And I just stayed out there. It was sick, riding for Birdhouse. But then I got to the point out there. Oh, actually what happened was I got an offer from Zoo York to go ride for Zoo York. And I was like, hell yeah. I was already missing home is what I'm trying to get at. I missed Massachusetts. Not just Massachusetts, but all of New England. There's a certain type of New England attitude and person and like things around here that I missed, you know? So I was already itching to come home, and then ZR hit me up, so I went back home. I think it's different nowadays. Like, back in the day, there was more media out west, because of, partly because of the weather, because it's skateboard season 24-7, but also partly because West Coast embraced the idea of skateboarding as a lifestyle and didn't just, like, think we were just bums with no jobs, you know, like... They they understand, you know, life is a journey, a ride. And, you know, 
but that was then, you know. So it's like a little bit of everything that just can, in skateboarding was new on the East Coast compared to there. You know, the culture is more underground and less like saturated into the mainstream. So it's like different, you know. I remember growing up and people didn't even really know what it was, you know. And I was like one of the only people around or like a couple of us were skating together and we were always the only skateboarders. Which was cool, had its benefits, but also I was always like, I wish more people understood how fucking sick skateboarding is and how it could, like, help you, you know? It helped me tremendously in life, you know? Not even just, like, with the material stuff, but just my own my own fucking understanding. It's helped me understand life, you know? I'm like, if more people could experience that through anything, you know? But skateboarding is, like, one of those things, you know, because you skate probably. But... Yeah, I always want to share skateboarding, you know? Just because I know how fun it is, too. But, yeah, so, I don't know. Nowadays, I don't think it's the same, man. Everyone's got a phone. Everybody can be media. You could start a podcast. You could film with a phone. We all have the tools now, and you can build audiences and followings, and, and you can connect with people around you doing the same, and you guys can just work on things together and build, like, companies and brands and whatever, crews, whatever, man, and just keep going, you know? If anything, skateboarding with the internet got decentralized. It wasn't centralized in Southern California or wherever the hot spots is. Now it's, like, just whoever's doing sick-ass skateboarding stuff and living it and, and promoting it and sharing can do it, you know? So it's like gives us some power, I guess, to like, especially me, I'm 36 and it's like I, I want to be involved with skateboarding in any way possible, whether I'm filming or talking about it or doing it, you know, some way. I don't know. That's my goal. I always want to just stay involved with skateboarding in some context. Like I want to help it in, by just working at it and trying to figure out ways to help other people do it, you know, because I, I feel very fortunate. I got to be pro and do all this stuff, but I think it's cool to try to do that for others and give them that experience and that's what i've been trying to do with all i need in world industries is just build up skate programs and build them so they last try to make them last and do awesome stuff at a pace that we can handle you know so it's not too overwhelming but and it's been going it's like really awesome you know it's nothing but good stuff man and that's that's like just like a job that i want to focus on you know because now I can, like, help out some of the homies, you know. We went on so many trips. Like, I want to give some of the homies that have been riding for all I need boards, stuff like that. That are, like, goals I have with skating. And I want to put out this video, which we've been all working on. It's crazy to say three videos, you know. So it just takes, like, some focus, dedication, and, like, keep going, you know. When I was growing up, I guess it wasn't, like, considered a thing to do, but I really didn't care. Whether I was on the East Coast or West Coast, I just knew I love skateboarding. I want to do as much as I can. And, like, it's all work to me, my, my Gs. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what I'm doing, like, I'm working at it. So, like, I want to work at skateboarding and doing cool skateboarding stuff. Even if I got, like, I'll work other jobs so I can afford time to get back to the skateboard stuff. You know? Like, whenever the money's there and the money's not there, you just keep going. It's like, um, yeah, it's connected to you. It is you, you know? So that's how I feel. It's like, let's keep going. I want to keep progressing at a pace and, like, see how far we can go. I know you guys feel the same, you know? That's, like, development. We're trying to develop and grow and be better than we were the day, you know, and try to remember. It's hard, though, because then you got to let off steam, and sometimes you get sucked away in other people's suggestions and, you know? But trying to just remember all I need, focus on all I need. And for me, that's, like, skateboarding, you know? So it's like a moral compass. It kind of pulls me back to, like, Back to skateboarding. Skateboarding's hard. I can't. You can't beat it, and it's always like depends on the day, you know. Especially as you get older, it's like still still go skate even if sometimes I'll go and just sit at the skate park for like hours and watch people or film film skating because I'm like physically can't do it like I, as much as I want to. It's really obsessive. I'm a weird fucking person. We're all weird, I guess. Right? I'm out here by myself, boys. <laughs> Uh, Green River says, hello, Anthony. Love the podcast. Shout out, Green River. Thank you, man. That's epic. 
I appreciate the feedback about the podcast. It means the world to me. I've been getting like uh last like three, four days, people have been saying, what up, what up in the streets? And it's so cool, man. Uh, it's cool when people shout out the YouTube channel and when they shout out the podcast. And it means a lot, man. It's so cool to know that there's like encouragement and you guys are stoked on this stuff. Uh, yeah. We're about to drop All I Need Skate Mag with the Good Eye video, too. I'm really excited to release one issue. We're dropping one, see how it does. We're going to give it away, man, just to see if people digest it and like it and if we get positive feedback. If you guys like the magazine, let us know. We're working with a bunch of contributing photographers. we got a tour article in there, some ads for All I Need in World, which I'm pretty stoked on, skate ads, uh, and the podcast is in there. We worked with a bunch of people. Nick Barth has an interview in that thing. It's cool, man. That's coming as well. Uh, rough saw and skateboards. Yeah, homie. What's up? Hell yeah. Shout out Mason the man. Crushing it. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. X over charge. How do I deal with haters in that I know? How do I deal with haters in YouTube that I know? The haters. Just realize they're not, they're not really hating. They're not really haters. Because you can turn anybody into a hater, I guess. They're just other people that either don't agree with you or they're just lost and angry and are they can't express themselves in a way. Or they're, you know, like they're having issues. Like, let, give them space. Give your, spaders, give your haters some space to figure it out. Don't engage. Let them live. And then maybe they'll appreciate that and they'll, they'll actually come back and try again with, like, a better approach. You know? I don't know. I've done it every way. I'm 36, so when I was younger, I would just mouth off and be a dick to anyone who's just, like, you felt attacked, you know? That was when I was younger. Now I just don't... I just am like, it's just the internet, whether it's YouTube or whatever, it's just a disconnection between reality you know it's another layer so people don't have to be as patient or understanding with their work you know i don't know it's the internet you can be more impulsive with your language and attitudes so i just don't i just let it live man i try to take assume everyone means the best and then if they don't just don't engage with them let them figure it out you know it's not your issue alcown says what's good anthony chilling my jew just chilling just Wednesday, living my life. <laughs> been skating a bunch, been filming. I'm about to put up a new video. Uh, we did a skateboard giveaway on our YouTube channel, and I just uh, announced the winner. And I edited I edited a session with my homie Talon and Luke at the edge, and that's all in one video. I, that's going up tomorrow morning, so I was focusing on that. It's pretty rad to watch Talon shred. He's so little. He's just this little, like mousy kid that's like hilarious he's cool too he's got like cool style and uh he's one of my favorites right now but he's super little and uh he got fakey big spin battled it he's intense when he's getting close to a trick too like he goes for it man he's been learning constantly and then my homie luke too he's just this another young kid just persistent works hard enjoys skating is like trying to learn tricks and keep going dealing with injuries and getting over them like just full skate rat you know in the trenches style been doing that a lot my lady my dogs Elwood and Emma been seeing them some work um some skateboard stuff that's what's up my jeez um I keep telling Billy to get his ass on the pod haha <laughs> he says when he hits me up I'm down all right hell yeah Alcown thanks for that man I've hung out with Billy a bunch. I'm definitely going to get him on. Billy, he's talking about Billy Marks. I just got to call him and say what up to Billy, and then we'll catch right back up. I just haven't seen him in forever. I'm sure it's the same for him, you know? But Billy's the man. I used to stay at his house when I lived in California, and we gambled a bit. He's the man. He's awesome. King of the double flips, bro. <laughs> Henry Fleure. What date will the mag come out? It's going to come out the first two weeks of June. I believe, if we dated it, I'll have to check. But we're going to actually give them out in June at the premieres. If you come out to the Good Eye premiere, the All Any Good Eye vi- premieres, uh, we'll give some out at each of those premieres. We're only doing a small run at first just because, you know, we got to see if we can afford it and go from there, you know. 
and we'll we'll be taking like uh, contributions from photographers too. So if you skate, if you shoot photos, man, you can submit photos to the All I Need Mag too, because it's not going to just be our team. It's going to be, you know, whoever contributes and is stoked, you know, and we can get them in. So, uh, yeah, get your hands on the mag, and I think the email's in there, so you can contribute. That'd be sick. Dale Raymond, what up, Dale? Miss you, man. Dale's got me into skateboarding. Dale Raymond from Raymond, New Hampshire. I don't know. Where, he, uh, I don't know where if he is originally from Raymond. Can't remember, but he got me into skateboarding. He's la- I was talking about him pushing Mongo. It worked for you, dude. You skated Switch and you pushed Mongo for a long time. <laughs> That's awesome. He wrote Cheers. <laughs> Elkown says he backs you super hard. I think he's talking about my bloody Billy Marks. Hell yeah, Billy's a G, dude. Love that guy. Um, Henry Fleury says, where are the premieres in Rhode Island? We're going to do one at Civil Skate Shop in downtown Providence. We're going to show it at the shop. So you already know. Get there, my Gs. Well, as soon as the date, I'll I'll be announcing the date soon. We're locking them in. I'll put up a flyer on the All I Need Skate Instagram, and I'll have Civil posted too, or I'll ask him to. Oh, Dale's from Manchester. OG. Nice. Manchester has some stuff to skate out in there. Manchester, New Hampshire, I've been there a couple times. Dale, what are you doing right now if you're out there? Because I got him with YouTube Live, so there's a big-ass beetle in here, too. Um, the older dudes who taught me and my friend had to stop because they got kids now and got to work, which is fair. I can't get sponsored, so I want to run a shop so I can... At least always be involved in skating. Noodle doodle. Nice. So, yeah, that happens. I've had homies, like, that love skateboarding a lot. You know, they're obsessed with skateboarding, but it doesn't pay for them. You know, like, some dudes, like, if to, like, get, to make some money off of skating, what I had to do is I had to leave my home, I had to travel, and I had sometimes I had to do that on my own dime, you know. I had to make connections and meet people. I had to make a name for myself. So I had to, like, invest in that and go for it, you know. Like, it wasn't just sponsors doing that for me, you know. Like, early days, we would just slum it and go, figure it out, make a name, like, go see other skate scenes and, like, whatever. You, you can do that on not much, you know, and you can get by. That was super fun to do. And that's like how, and then that took me to building relationships and keep going and sending in footage. And that took me to like connections with the right people that had brands that saw that I wasn't giving up on my pursuit of like getting sponsored or being an amateur skateboarder, you know, like I just kept figuring out how to keep, stay involved and like, and then, then I got sponsors because I was like self-driven and focused, you know, and those sponsors helped me. But either way, you could do that with a job, you know? A lot of people, like, not a lot of people, but some people might say, you know, I can't do it because I have a job. But a job's security, man. And you, it's amazing what you can do when you're secure and then you have, you craft some time for yourself, you know? Sometimes jobs are super backbreaking, though. That I've been there before where the job is, like, making you sore and tired every day and you're just not skating at what you want to, you know? Especially as I get older, that's, like, what happens sometimes, you know? But I don't know. Basically, when I was younger, I just went for it, man. Took every opportunity that I could find out there that had anything to do with skateboarding. But, so, yeah, my friends, a lot of them ended up having kids. Like Dale, my homie Dale, one of my best friends who loves skateboarding deeply to this day. He has multiple kids and a full-time job and, like, just developed into such a classic human, you know? And at one point, he was, like, teaching me all these tricks and, like, pursuing it and had all the magazines, videos, like, so submersed in skateboarding, you know? Life takes you different ways. My homie Ramsey, miss him. Miss that motherfucker. If anybody see Ramsey out there, tell him tell him I love him, okay? <laughs> he started having kids. He was, like, my sidekick. We did so many fun, so many fun things with skateboarding. Ramsey just come along, man. Have you ever seen my uh, commercial for World Industries? It's a footwear commercial. Literally, literally, Ramsey plays Scarface, but like seriously, kills it. His own interpretation, hilarious. 
it's an epic video. If you just type in like Anthony Shetler, Shetler Shoe, World Industries, Ramsey's Rise to Power, that's what it's called, Ramsey's Rise to Power, and that's my pro shoe. <laughs> Ramsey goes on a war path for it, dude. It's a gunfight. I'm not joking, dude. It's heavy, man. If you do one thing, check that out because that Ramsey is the spark in that, man. I just We had two shoe commercials, actually. There's one where I had him out in front of the Boston Garden slanging my shoes like drugs. If you type in, like, Anthony Shetler selling shoes like drugs, uh, Boston Garden, Ramsey slanging my shoes, dude. Doing improv on the sidewalk, dude, like, with people coming out of the Bruins game and shit. Uh, Ramsey was so fun, dude. And then he went and had some kids, and it's like, I'm so conflicted. Because, like, he's my sidekick, but, like, then he goes off and builds his life, and I'm, like, super happy for him. But, dude, the times we had, he was we did so much cool shit, you know? And, like, I haven't seen him, you know? He's been having kids and a full-time job and literally gets, like, very seldom times to skate here and there, and it's sparse. So, like, trying to find him, you know? I'm ho- I kept hoping he's going to come out. It's already May. June's about to hit. Haven't caught a Ramsey session. Yeah, I'm happy for people that have kids. It's unbelievable, man, to be a father or a mother or like it's such responsibility, but it probably makes you such a good person. I can only imagine, you know, like the impact. I hang out with my nieces and nephews a lot, like whenever I can, just get as much time in and it's like hanging out with like just the little one that you're responsible for, you know, sick. Makes you accountable. So but yeah, dude, Ramsey killed it. Please check out that commercial if you're out there. Um, my homie Dale just got done mowing the lawn, cracked a beer, and moments away from Celtics game. <laughs> Hell yeah. Celtics have been killing, eh? Uh, Henry Fleury says, can I? Can you buy an all-I-need deck in Civil Skate Shop? Yeah, I believe they have some, unless they sold out. But I know they got some not too long ago, so I would check uh, Civil for our boards for sure. And if you do cop one, that's so sick. Thanks, man. Uh, Dale Raymond, he says, life is good. Hell yeah, Dale. I know that. You're a family man, hardworking person. Skateboarding helped you develop into an awesome character, you know? So, yeah, stoked, man. Back to um, skateboarding. So, all I need and why I do it. So, I've always just been focused on this thing and trying to build all I need up and get, you know, I have my friends involved and we're trying to, like, figure out how to do it and get better at it. And we're still going. And it's been amazing, you know. It's, like, ups and downs and we're just making this happen, you know. And we've been trying to add on to make it a little bit better each time, you know. Like, we started with the YouTube and then the podcast, and we just kept at these things for years. We've been going at the podcast and adjusting it and changing it and, like, finding ways that it's fun to do or different to do or, like, it's a moving live thing, you know. It's like if something stays stale, then it's long. You got to move. You got to shake your body. So we do that with the podcast. We do that with um, the YouTube channel, which is super fun. And we've been doing that, and then the magazine's coming, which is really rad because just paper and nostalgia and to work with photographers and actually have it printed out is going to be so cool, man. I love magazines. Dale Ray, my homie Dale used to have all the trans rolls, dude. The best thing ever, man. John Escavel says, I managed to get a new trick today. It's crazy how much we love this thing and can keep learning new stuff for years and years. Hell yeah, John. Yeah, it's weird. It's um, like my homie Donnie Barley. He he's coined it like the Fountain of Youth. He had a skate shop called the Fountain of Youth, which was such a good name because it is. It's like skateboarding keeps you young. You know, it's can it can it keeps you flexible. At least it it might not keep you young, but it'll stop. It it won't turn you old. You know, because you have to engage with the skating, so it keeps you alive. You know. It's crazy, man. And it seems to only get better because, like, I think the older you get, the more appreciation you could have for it. And then, you know, I don't know. That just means a lot. And then you can just, you might not get a skate as much, but the times you do matter more, you know? 
Whereas like when I was younger and just super hungry, I skate all the time to the point where I was always hurt. It was like probably shouldn't have been skating that much. Take more rest. <laughs> but now it's like I'll rest up, wait till I feel good, get back out there, and then that session is like the best session, you know? Because you're itching to skate. You didn't just indulge right away. But yeah, it just keeps going, man. It's crazy. Even if like I'm 36 now, so like even now I can't get as gnarly as I once did, but I'm still learning. Like there's so many stuff that I just neglected before that now I'm like, oh yeah, I should just practice that or try that again or go back there or do it on this or that. It's like there's so many possibilities, you know, and you can just keep going, which is really fun. I wonder if Jamie Thomas has like withdrawals from skating gnarly stuff. That's the real question. Do you think he like? Because I do. I, like, love to get gnarly on a skateboard. Like, jump down some big stuff or do something that's really scary. Like, it's so fun. But as you get older, it's like you can't do it. You just physically can't do it the same. Like, it's not... Or there's more risk involved, you know? So you get withdrawals. You're like, dude, I want to, like... You see something that you could do, and you're just like, God damn it, you got to weigh it. See how you feel, you know? (laughs) So I wonder, Jamie Thomas is so gnarly, you know? You've seen his skating, it got like, he's like, when he was in his height, it was intense, you know? But that guy probably has gnarliness withdrawal. He's like, I need to do a big rail. (laughs) I've felt that way before. I love rail skating, which is weird, I guess, but whatever. (laughs) It's fun. Maybe not, like, I never got into, like, super kinky, like, dude, this generation's so into, like, every kinked rail. Or there's, like, a, maybe it's not this generation, but maybe it's just there's a certain set of people now that love kinked rails. And there's so many kinked rails. Or two, it's ridiculous. It gets to a point on kinked rails, yeah, they are, rails are scary. It gets to a point on kinked rails, though, where it starts to look like rollerblading, where it's almost, like, too easy, I think, you know? I'd rather get Tekker on a smaller one than just keep going on, like, fucking five kinks for the sake of doing it, you know? I did Smith Grind a double kink one time, and I was pretty hyped on that. It was, like, an eight flat eight, but it was super mellow. It was in Arizona. Shout out Aaron Susky, um, because it was out his way, and he showed us. I think Joe Brooke shot that one. It was a split ad for when I used to ride for a split. But we drove out there on a mission, got in a van, charged our way to Phoenix, or maybe it was around Phoenix area, Smith Grinder Rail. That was pretty scary. But we lit it up. So it was just like, we got to do this. We drove all the way out here. We're light, lit, uh, lighting this thing up. Noodle Doodle says, uh, Jamie Foyce skates rails insane. Yeah, he does. I was watching a video of him the other day, like yesterday. Or maybe even today, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, front crooks and front feebles. It's amazing, don't get me wrong, but it's just unimaginable. Like, I just... It's crazy, though. I guess a lot of people feel that way. It's crazy. I think, like, people grow up with skate parks, too, now, which helps you be more precise and find, like, kinked rails and stuff that you can skate and get used to. I remember growing up and just, like, there was no skate parks on the East Coast. You just had to, like, figure it out on the streets, you know? Like, I always wished there were skate parks like California because I was like, dude, it would be, like, way easier to learn tricks. That's why indoor parks are so sacred because they're, like, built, like, usually by skateboarders that design the park, you know? A lot of our outdoor parks when I was coming up were all prefab, so there were just, like, some people designing the ramps that clearly didn't really skate and then they would just lay these parks all over the towns like in the same patterns the same ramps they're all like four feet and below for the most part and they're all the same cookie cutter like single quarter pipe that's not quite wide enough and it's like they just didn't know what they were doing you know and it made it so much harder and then the snow would snow on these fucking skate parks and then we'd get huge cracks and like the skate parks just turn into DIY skate parks because they're already falling apart. So then people just start making them better with concrete and stuff. That's like what I grew up skating. And then Skaters Island was this sanctuary because it was built by skateboarders, vert ramp, full snake run, all that stuff. 
we'd skate there all the time, pyramids, rails, and it was all designed by like people who skated, you know? So that was really sick. Nowadays, though, like there's tons of good skate parks on the East Coast. It's insane. Yeah, I think it speeds things up a little bit because you can learn a lot of stuff at the parks, and then you can go out in the streets and try them and try to get it on something, you know? But I started, like, in the streets. Del Raymond. Uh, can you reenact the time you broke Sam's board in Manchester for the audience? I think he's talking about, if I remember correctly, it was a World Industries board, too, but I did a heel flip, I think. Bah, that's your reenactment. Heel flip off this, like, trailer thing and snap my brother's board. I was like, let me borrow it. I won't break it. Fucking broke my brother's board. I remember him being upset, too. Can't remember if he cried or not. Sam would cry a lot back then. Not so much anymore. <laughs> he said, I believe you were 15. I probably was 15. I made up for that, too. I got him a lot of skateboards. As soon as I got hooked up and, like, f- basically got a job in skateboarding, uh, I would just hook him up with tons of skateboards. I was like, go to town, dude. Help me. And we filmed the original All I Need video. Like, my brother and all my friends, we just started that when I was riding for Z-York. So that's actually how it probably started was before the t-shirts, we started with the All I Need, the original All I Need video, which I had last part. And the homie Mike Hathaway had a part, Ryan Toole, my brother Sam Shetler, um, Cora Sylvia, um, Duheimer's in that thing somewhere. Um, it was a heavy video, man. It was all VHS. Uh, no, DVDs. We had DVDs. We just started with the video. That's what it was. And then the t-shirts came afterwards. But it was all my close family and friends, all the people that, like, always supported me when I rode for the other skateboard companies and stuff. It was like, let's just, we all skate together. We're all friends. Let's just make the All I Need video. Bam! Do that. And we did that, my G. <laughs> that was cool, man. A good premiere. And that's when we sold some t-shirts at the premiere, actually. that's That was, like, the first t-shirt. It was just a basic skateboard. It said All I Need. It was, like, a skateboard simple white tees too they were super crispy if anyone out there has one good for you lucky you my friends um noodle doodle my local was built by a landscaping company and the concrete was cheap and they didn't use the original plan me and friends have had meeting with the mayor for expanding it and building a street section yeah man there's a lot of parks noodle doodles where are you from man but yeah there's a lot of parks like that man where they're just built cheaply and like clearly not by skateboarders no one consulted someone who actually did it you know but they turn into diy epicness but that's good you guys are pursuing like expanding it and working with the street section there's a lot of parks like that henry flurry says where are you at the omf oh yeah i was at the he's asking if i'm at the omf bash i was man i was filming pretty much the whole thing we just put the edit up on the youtube channel and, uh, yeah, that was sick, man. I was hanging out pretty much the whole time. I, I was the last dude out there filming, I think, to the end. That place is so much fun. Old Mountain Field Skate Park, you can just go and hang out and get lost there for hours, especially on a nice day like that with people killing it. Noodle Doodle says, I'm from UK, South Wales. Hell yeah, that's awesome. And shout out to everybody who's copped an All I Need to, uh, international copped an all i need board or t-shirt that's so sick you're help make all i need worldwide dude that's that that's always been really rad man i've had like a couple people right there just hit me up and i'm like i'll figure out a shipping i'll figure out the shipping cost and if you're down you're down and pretty much all of them are down they always pay the cost and we go for it man that's such a rad that's so rad to me man i appreciate it you guys are the shit too uh henry Le- Flurry says, love OMF, also love the OMF bash edit. Oh, thank you, okay. Now now I see. I'm just reading the comments from YouTube, so it's kind of like sometimes when you're typing, it gets misspelled, or sometimes I read it wrong, you know? Yeah, that. thank you, I appreciate it, man. That video was sick. Um, Dale Raymond says, I need that new board series. I've got a lot more room on my walls now. Hell yeah, I'll give you a quick preview. So Dale's talking about our new series, which is uh, Le- the Legend series. And we got Get Your Ass to Mars, All I Need, Schwarzenegger. We got Put the Bunny in the Back in the Box, 
All I need. Cage. If you guys can guess the movies too in the comments, that'd be funny. Uh, you'll be dead by dawn. All I need. Snipes. And the fourth one is Life uh, Finds a Way. All I need. Blue, gold Bloom. If you know the movies, leave it in the comments for sure. But that's our new series, man. And as you can see behind me, there's not many left. So <laughs> if you want one, get them before they're gone. Uh, Dale, what I mean? Hell yeah, Dale. That'd be sick, man. I know you have a collection of all I need boards. You sent me the photo. You have the original Wartime, and you have, uh, I think, some other ones too. I have the photo of your board wall. The support is awesome, man. Thank you. Sam DeLore. Were you on World with Graham Bickerstaff? He was an AM. We lost contact. Don't know what happened to him, but he ripped. I wasn't on World when Graham was on, but I've always followed Graham Bickerstaff because he always seemed interesting and original in his own little character, you know, and he always seemed interesting to me, so I always paid attention to his skating and interviews, and I hope he's doing good too. I hope he's got his nollie hard flips on flat still. Like on lock. That would be sick, right? He does he did rip. Just hit me up, Dale. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. I've been crushing it. Kind of like driving because of podcasts. Because there's always stuff I want to get back to or listen up, uh, catch back up on. It's so fun, man. I like the fi- I like Fighter and the Kid. Super good. Those two crack me up all the time whenever I need a dick joke or just like, you know they're going to do comedy. You know what I mean? They're coming for a laugh. They're, they're working towards the laugh or just being <laughs> erratic, which is nice. Um, I'll listen to some Joe Rogan from time to time, depending on like what the episode is. But he's got good ones. Jordan Peterson podcast, I enjoy that one a lot. Or any of his lectures are rad. I wonder how many people actually listen to him. But I, I like a lot of the things he says. It's pretty interesting. Um, Sam Harris, that's one I listen to. NPR podcast sometimes. I just listened to one the other day. That was like caught my eye. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. Just driving and listening to podcasts and trying to keep it moving. Um, Henry says, this is a great podcast. Love the vibes. Hell yeah, Henry. I like the shaka too, my G. Noodle doodle. The Joey Diaz podcasts are good. Joey Diaz is just awesome in general. Yeah, I didn't... Does he have his own podcast? Or the ones on Joe Rogan's are always awesome. He's intense and, like, when he wants to be. Sometimes he's, like, nodding off on those things. The Fight Companions, I watch those sometimes. Joey... (laughs) Yeah, Joey Diaz is classic, though. I know he, like, wakes up super early and smokes some weed and then would go live. I wonder if he still does that. I think Joey Diaz's daughter's name is, um, what was it? Mercy. I think that's such a sick name for a daughter, like his daughter. Especially Joey Diaz, you know? Seems to fit, like, for whatever reason. Yeah, comedies. Comedy podcast is good for sure, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, he does, and he has own on their all on YouTube. Oh, okay, so Joey Diaz does his own podcast on YouTube. I'm actually going to look that up real quick, because that man's a legend, and thanks for letting me know. He's a survivor. Oh, yeah, dude, he's almost got half a million subscribers. How intense is that, dude? The Church of What's Happening Now, that's what his podcast name is. Yeah, Joey Diaz. Check him out. He's a legend, dude. Oh, I love that he's got the video, too. It's awesome. Hell yeah, Joey Diaz. Shout out. I wonder how many followers, uh, how many subscribers we have for All I Need on the YouTube channel. I think we got over 4K, though. Yeah, it says 4.4K for the YouTube channel for All I Need Skate. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's sick, but let's pump them numbers up. (laughs) <laughs> Who out there is on YouTube? Subscribe, my G's. 
but 4.4 we've we've earned that we scraped that out that's like good that's hard we, we did that it's amazing so cool sick man well i think i'm gonna go i think that's it man unless you want me to stick around let me know because i might go try to get into some skateboarding stuff i think i got some more footage might go roll around a little bit <sighs> thanks guys for everything thanks for being part of the podcast and the youtube channel and for following along with all i need um it's cool man so cool I hope we do you justice. We keep trying to crush it. Um, KK should be back on the next episode, which will be fun because it's been a minute. Uh, we got some cool stuff coming out with all I need, so keep your eyes open for that. And uh, I'll catch you on the next episode. Bow, bow, bow. Later, live stream. <laughs> <laughs>